Hello and welcome to episode three of I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone. Uh, This episode we are going to be recapping week 10's games and going over the results of our betting from last episode. I'm Sam. And I'm Sean. Okay, so I have a would you rather. Um, Would you rather lose the ability to speak or lose the ability to read? I, I, I would prefer to lose neither, but... <laughs> That's not an option. I, I think I'd have to go with reading. Because okay. I, I don't think I could live without being able to speak to other people. Yeah, especially in like our society where people aren't like accommodating, especially like with like people that can't hear, like people just aren't really accommodating. Yeah. But the academic in me is like if I can't read... How will I learn? Like, I just can't imagine a life where... Verbal? Like, like you could Like, I could listen to podcasts. Yeah. And lectures. And, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know if I could... It'd be pretty tough to have to communicate with writing. Yeah. You know what? I think for the sheer inconvenience of it, I would I would have to agree with you. Okay. All right, well, let's get into it. So we're going to go over um, Sam and I's records for the week. Uh, we're going to go start with straight up, uh, and then we're going to go against the spread, and then we're going to do our over-unders, and then add them all up and get our total. And then we're going to break down all the games, kind of. We'll go through them and talk a little bit about them and mm-hmm. say what we got right and wrong. Yeah. So straight up money line, just picking the winners. I went six wins, six losses, and one push. Sam went nine wins, three losses, and one push. Against the spread, I was seven and six. Sam was six and seven. And then we were both six and seven in our over-unders. So our totals were, I was 19, 19 and one, and Sam was 21, 17 and one. So Sam is two games ahead of me in total and uh, three games straight up. And I've got one ahead of her on the spread. Um, I'm a little disappointed in my straight up, but I, I'm pretty happy uh, going seven and six against the spread. Uh, if I'm going over 500 against the spread, I'll I'll be happy with that every week. But we were also talking about earlier how me going straight up better than you, but you doing better than me on the spread means like you understand like the fundamentals of it better, but I just kind of got lucky with mine. So I feel like that is telling of like why we're doing this little experiment. Yeah, yeah, I I think it'll be interesting because um, most bets that are gonna be placed are gonna be against the spread. So like Mm -hmm. the average better is betting on the spread. That's what you're looking at when you're looking at betting lines. Straight up is a little bit different. It's a, I, I think it's a little bit more interesting that you're three games better than me straight up. Yeah. 
than our one game difference on the spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it definitely is like for you to go nine three and one straight up, and then six and seven on the spread mm-hmm. kind of shows that you uh, you might understand who the better teams are, yeah. but you don't quite understand what like what spreads are and like. Yeah, definitely did not know ow what that was yeah. like ow. So we'll see. Maybe week. maybe this next week. Now that I know. You'll you'll get a little bit better handle of it, and they'll start to match each other a little bit more. Well, definitely after watching how high-scoring the games, some of the games were, and how I literally went under on almost every game, like if not all of them with the over-under, I feel like next week I'll definitely try and include some more high-scoring games just like based on this week and i just didn't know that that was so common yeah so interesting um you picked the over on three games okay and all three games went under (gasps) you're lying i am being serious so every time you picked the over you were wrong okay but you got most of your unders right i guess so so So, you got yeah you got six unders right okay and three overs are on. That is so interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. I I don't know what that means, but um, it means we'll find I'm out. bad at knowing <laughs> who's going to score a lot of points. That might be true. Uh, and back to our our over under of how many games we would get right. I optimistically said eight out of the sixteen. Wait, was there sixteen games? No. Thirteen. There were um, thirteen games. Thirteen. So I said more than 50%. Yeah, you said eight. Eight. And I got... And you got nine. And I got nine. Woo! Which is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, so this week when we do our bets again uh, for week 11, we'll have you guess again on what you think. See if you feel better or worse about your picks. I mean, I don't want to let it go to my head, but now I'm feeling pretty confident in my intuition. I'm very interested (laughs) to see what happens this weekend i'm excited (laughs) me too all right well let's get started we're gonna start with the bills game so we had the bills favored by 13 at the jets over under 47 and a half the uh score was bills 45 jets 17 Mm -hmm. bills on an easy cover and a pretty easy over hitting as the bills almost hit the over themselves yeah i was gonna say high scoring So, let's start with over-under. You picked the under. Yep. I picked the over. Mm -hmm. So, I'm taking that one. Yep. I got Bills covering. Mm -hmm. You've got Jets covering. Yep. So, that'll be me again. But, we did both have the Bills winning. Yes. Because they were favored by so much. They were favored by a lot. Because, oh, but they were the away team? They were the away team. Okay. And they were still favored by that much. And just, yeah, so they just... They are far and away better than the yes, Jets. Yes, yes, that's what they're, I was. They're one of the better teams yeah. in, in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch all the game. I watched a little bit of it. But here's what I took away from it. Matt Breida, their running back, I think it's maybe his second game playing this year. He's been hurt a lot. Okay. He looked really good. He was coming back with a vengeance. He looked very fast. 
Okay. And their running backs are not fast besides him. Okay. And I think it really changed the way they played. Their mm-hmm. offense looked a lot better. Okay. Um, the Bills' defense is insane. The Jets scored 17, mm-hmm. but in reality it was like three. And then at the end of the game, the Jets kind of put it together a couple drives. Okay. But the Jets did nothing for like 95% of the game. Okay. Bills' defense, their number one defense in the league and is very evident. And then my last little stat is the Bills average 9.06 yards per play on offense. So that means every time they snapped the ball on offense, they averaged getting nine yards. A oh, first down, I thought you meant 0.9 yards. No, and I was like, 9.06. how is that possible? Okay. First down is 10 yards. Yeah. So almost every play they, they got were, a first down. Wow. They were averaging almost getting a first down. Well, if that's the average, then they must have had a ton that were more, more than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah, right? Because you're going to have some that are less than that. Yeah. Which to me means it's the second most yards per play in their uh, franchise history of the Bills. Wow. So it looked like Josh Allen was playing a lot better. Yeah. Because he, he struggled last week. Okay, yeah. And this week I think he came back well. Mm-hmm. You have anything to say on the game? Um, no. No? Not on this one. Okay. I, in, in um, traditional Sam style, only watched highlight videos. And I watched the... Chiefs play and I watched the 49ers game but on Sunday I was editing the other podcast and doing homework so I did not watch all of the Sunday day games but I have some commentary on other games okay don't you worry so next up we've got uh the Browns at the Patriots Patriots favored by two and a half over under 45 I had the Patriots you had the Patriots Mm -hmm. I had the Patriots covering. You had the Patriots covering. Yeah. And we both had the under. Yeah. Sadly, the Patriots themselves hit the over. (laughs) And they scored 45. Very high scoring game. And the Browns had one drive at the beginning of the game. First drive of the game scored seven points. Never scored again. Wow. 45 straight points from the Patriots. Wow. I did not know that that was the first play of the game. First drive. First play. Okay. First drive. What does that mean, drive? So it's the first possession. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So we we had the general sense of the game. Mm -hmm. I didn't think the Patriots would blow out the Browns like they did. Mm -hmm. You – I said 24-20. You said 30-14. to So you were a little bit more on track with the Patriots blowout. Um. I just didn't. Th- I thought the Patriots would dominate, but I, I just didn't think they would score that much. Yeah. And uh, here's what I've got on the on the game because I, I did watch this game a decent amount. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are dominant. Mm-hmm. You can't stop them running. Running. They will yeah. if they want to run the ball. They just run the ball, and they'll just run it for six yards, eight yards, five yards, ten yards. It just you just can't stop them. And Mac Jones is very good. He's the Patriots quarterback. Yeah, I knew that, actually. The 49ers messed up. Did they give him away? No, but they should have drafted him. Oh. I was a huge Mac Jones fan. Uh I really wanted the 49ers to draft Mac Jones. 
I was very upset that they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it sucks seeing how good he looks. Yeah. Because he's very good. And this was probably the best game he's ever played in, in his professional career. Wow. How long has he been in the league? This is his first year. Okay. And then the other thing I said was um, getting rid of Odell didn't fix everything for the Browns. For the Browns? Yeah. They had a little bit of last week of a, we got rid of Odell. So why did they want to get rid of him so badly? Or why did he want to leave so badly? I don't know if we'll ever know the truth, but Uh it's something between him and their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. They just never work together. Okay. Um, But I think a lot of people were saying like, oh, Odell was the problem. Mm Because like they get rid of Odell and then they just blow out the Bengals who were in first place at the time. Okay. And then now they get blown out by the Patriots 45 to 7. So yeah. it might not all be him. It might have been a... Uh, yeah. It might just be that the team is not as good as we as most people think they are. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have. Anything else you want to add? Um, no. I mean, I definitely was not expecting the Patriots to score as much as they did. But Very rare. Yeah. I um, looked... Before I um, watched highlights, I was like looking at all the different teams, and I was surprised to see that they scored so much. Yeah, based on their records. But that's all. Okay. Next up, we got the Buccaneers, mm-hmm. who were favored by nine at the Washington Football Team. I don't want to talk about it. The over/under <laughs> was fifty and a half. I got everything wrong. Okay. You got the under. Okay. Something. I think maybe people bet on Washington to cover. Nine points is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to be giving up, especially at home. But there's no one that was actually picking the Washington football team to beat the, the Buccaneers. No one. Unless you're a really devout Washington football team. No, because then you know how bad your team is. You know that your team sucks right now. But apparently they don't. And they lost their best player. (laughs) He tore his ACL. And they still, like during the game, he tore his ACL and they still beat the Bucs. Oh, wow. Which is very sad for him. Yeah. But very impressive that they still won. Yeah. So the score was 29-19. Mm-hmm. Football team over box. Those are those seem like really random scores. They yeah. are twenty nine and ni- like anything ending in a nine. Just it is a, random. It is a weird score. Yeah, because it's it's three field goals to get to nine. Mm-hmm. It's a weird score. Yeah, but um, I have no idea what happened. I watched bits of this game. I when when I first looked at this game Mm -hmm. Brady had already thrown two interceptions and I think Washington football team was up like 14 nothing or something Mm -hmm. and I kind of just was like oh well um the Bucks will win and then it was the fourth quarter and they were still losing and I was like I guess they're not yeah but um Tom Brady one of the interceptions was really bad the other one wasn't his fault. It was the mm-hmm. wide receiver's fault. Um, but I don't, I don't have much on this game. Washington football team's defense played well. The offense did 
a really good job. They weren't amazing, but they did what they needed to do. Yeah. They ran the ball really well. They kept Tom Brady on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And they scored when they needed to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just upset with with Tom Brady because he's my fantasy football star. And my team lost this week because he sucked. Um, He did. And yeah, I'm honestly shocked that they that they lost yeah. and that Brady just had an off and I guess the team just had like an off week. This is my that was the biggest shock of the week. To yeah. Me. I I that was the one that I could have never seen coming. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, let's move on. We got um we got Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by eight. The Cowboys destroyed. Over under 54 and a half. Somehow, some way, they didn't hit the over. That's the Cowboys insane. scored 43 points. Well, it's because the poor The Falcons, Falcons. needed 12 points yeah. to hit the over. 12 points. Mm-hmm. Falcons scored three. This week, we had a lot of like big disparities between the teams. Yes. Like a lot more than I would have thought. We also had some really close games. Yeah. That will come up. Yeah. Too. But there were a lot of blowouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go. I We both had the Cowboys winning. Mm-hmm. I had the Cowboys covering. You had the Falcons covering. They did not. Nope. It was eight. Couldn't even get eight points for It me. was eight point spread. Yeah. They lost by 40. Wait. Oh, I was thinking that they only had to get eight points. No, no they no. had to. They had to be within, within eight. eight point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was forty. Yep. So only thirty-two so. off. You were close. <laughs> okay. Um, you got the under. I missed on the over. Yeah. Somehow, if uh, if you walked up to me and said the Cowboys had scored forty-three, I would have been like, "Perfect, the over hit." Yeah. But no, the Falcons suck. Um. Do they actually suck? Or was I, yeah, it? they do. Okay. Well, they don't suck. Just they're not like, the worst team in the league, but yeah. they're not good. Okay. All that I took away from this was uh, I saw a couple couple parts of this game. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are dominant. Yeah. Their offense is unstoppable. Yeah. They they can run the ball on anyone, and they can throw the ball. On they anyone. could run the ball. In the highlight reels that I was watching, they had a lot of – a lot of plays. And they didn't run that much. Because they, they when they did. Yeah. They didn't good. even need to run. I mean, I think Ezekiel Elliott, who's their running starting running back, had like twelve carries. Mm-hmm. And their backup running back had like ten. Is that not a lot? Like no, just for that's a reference. Very few. Okay. What's a like a typical like twenty. Like okay. eighteen to twenty. Per running back? Yeah, your starter will usually have like eighteen to twenty carries. Like, okay, are ne- the next game we'll look at the Colts Jags. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colts starter twenty one carries. Okay. Jags starter twenty six. Okay, so eleven is low. Okay, yeah, eleven twelve. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, but they just didn't need it. They just blew them off the field. Mm-hmm. The Falcon the Falcons looked like they didn't deserve to be on the field. Oof, that's kind of harsh. I mean, just when you real. lose by forty, you probably need to look yourself in the. At mirror. least they got on the scoreboard, unlike another team this week, which we. I think I would have rather been that other team. Really? Yeah, because here's the other thing. This is something like that. Did they? So the Falcons just scored a field goal. One field goal. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys' defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. 
was the Falcons head coach last year. Oh. So their head coach held them to three points. The head coach they fired held their well, they, offense to I, three doesn't, points. Wouldn't he like know their team dynamic and like... Well, no, it's a different coaching staff. Yeah, but it's the same players. But it's completely different. So here's the thing about NFL. Uh-huh. Scheme is way more important than players. Okay. You could have the same exact players with three different coaches and you will get three completely different outcomes. Okay. Easiest one, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The beginning of Ezekiel Elliott's career, they had a different offensive coordinator than they do now. And he averaged like 25 carries a game. New offensive coordinator, he averages like 15. So is that bad? No. It's, it's just a different just style. Different. Okay. Everyone, like you look at Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. He is the master of running the ball. He has a thousand different ways to run the same play. Mm-hmm. But it looks completely different. So scheme is really important. When you change head coaches and offensive coordinators, it changes a lot, even if you keep the same players. Okay. Because the players just execute what the coach tells them to do. Fair enough. Okay. But that's all I have. Yeah. Okay, next up. We got Jaguars at Colts. Colts were favored by 10. I have no idea how the Colts didn't cover we both had the Colts winning. We both had the Colts covering. They didn't. And we both had the under mm-hmm. and the under hit. End of the game. Colts 23, Jags 17. Mm-hmm. Six-point game. Yeah. And the Jaguars are the second worst team in the league probably. I don't know what happened here. The Colts, the Colts ran for... 93 yards. Jonathan Taylor, the starting yeah. running back, mm-hmm. 93 yards in the first quarter. He individually. Individually. Okay. 116 at the end of the game. So the next oh, three wow. quarters, they just didn't they, run it. They just fell apart. Okay. They just didn't they run just the ball. Didn't, oh. I don't know what they were doing. Huh. The Colts defense played well. Special teams played well. They blocked a punt, returned it for a touchdown. I saw that. I feel like I don't often see that. Not very often. Yeah. No. But I expected the Colts to just thrash the Jaguars. Uh-huh. And I'm a little bit nervous about them that they didn't. Yeah. That's kind of like all I take away from Indicative of their, of their potential. Yeah. If you're, if you're barely beating the Jaguars, I'm a little bit worried about you. Mm-hmm. That's all that I take away from this game. Yeah. Colts won. That's all they needed to do. But, but the fact that it liked, was so close. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked them to look a little bit better. Okay. Next game. Mm-hmm. Probably the worst game of the weekend. I don't think anyone enjoyed watching this game. Detroit Lions at Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh minus six and a half. Over under of 41. 41 is very low. Yeah. I think it's the lowest of the week. Uh-huh. They hit the under. But you hit you said the hit the under. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause both of these teams' offenses suck. Oh, okay. Especially with the Steelers not having their starting quarterback. Yeah. And the Lions offense, Jared Goff is really good at turning the ball over. Okay. And losing. Okay. But he tied. This is the first time. He did. He first, didn't lose. <laughs> first time 
that Jared Goff has played a game and his head coach wasn't Sean McVay. But he didn't It's the first time he didn't lose. Yeah. But he still hasn't won. I mean, won. what a milestone, though. It's a huge milestone. He's like, I'm I think sure he's, he's stoked. Like, he's like zero wins, 13 losses, and now and one, one tie. tie. I mean, when you've had a, that bad of a losing season, tying the Steelers must feel... But pretty good. You got to look at the context. That they don't have Roethlisberger. They don't have Roethlisberger, and you missed a field goal to win the game. <gasps> no, they missed a field. I didn't know that. End of overtime, they missed a field goal that would have won the game for them. No freaking way. Pittsburgh is driving. They're gonna win in overtime. All they have to do is kind of run the clock out. Uh-huh. Short pass to Pat Fryermuth. Uh-huh. Catches the ball. Fumbles. No. He fumbles. Detroit gets the ball. Detroit now. All the momentum with Detroit. 16-16 yeah. overtime. It's going to be your first win. All you have to do is kick a field goal. And How close missed. were they? Not close. Oh, so it wasn't like... Well, the field goal wasn't close. No, no. How close on the field? Like, yardage? Close enough. Okay. They should have won. And it was off a lot. It was a bad kick. Damn. It was short. <gasps> which is something that's rare. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that one that was short, but that was like 60-something. Yeah. This was close and dang. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. It is bad. So... We've talked a lot about this game. We've kind of mentioned it. Detroit 16, Pittsburgh 16. Mm -hmm. I had the Steelers winning. You had the Lions winning. Mm -hmm. Neither of us were right. Yeah, a push. We both had the Lions covering, though. So we both got that. Mm -hmm. I had the under. You had the over. Mm -hmm. Somehow, you thought these teams would score a lot. Well, (laughs) I didn't know anything. I still don't really know anything. That's fair. I'm pretty happy with my score. I said well, 18 Well, you almost got it Steelers. exactly right, yeah. I, I feel like I, I read this game pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all I wrote down is I, I don't know how Pittsburgh d- didn't win this game. I have no idea what happened. Uh, yeah. Wait, weren't you saying something about how Najee Harris didn't know that football can end in a tie? Yeah. So, so can you elaborate on that? Because how are you a professional football player and not know the so, rules of the game? Uh, he's a rookie. Okay. Well, that There's of the no doubt. ties in peewee football, no ties in high school football, no ties in college football. So how do you – do you just keep playing overtime? So the way that other? like college football works is they go into multiple overtimes yeah. and that eventually they go to where you start on the two-yard line – you get one play. Do you score? Yes. Cool. Now it's next team. It's kind of like penalties, right? Oh. So you go back and forth. You All you need is two yards, two yards, two yards. Wait, and if you score? Then it's next team up. They have to score. Oh, my. That is, I would love to watch that. So, yeah. So that's why a lot of – you'll get college games that score a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how you don't know there's ties – in the NFL. Yeah. Because there's usually at least one a year. And I assume... So it's not common to have a tie. It's not common. Okay. But it happens. Yeah. It happens regularly enough that if you're a football player... You should... Who follows football... Yeah. You should know that there are ties. Okay. So it's it's similar to Donovan McNabb, who was the quarterback for the Eagles, early 2000s. And in his... I think it was his 10th year... 
no idea that there were ties. <laughs> It's pretty funny. So yeah, I, I don't know how you don't know it, but so how it did how did other people know that he didn't know there were ties? Well, so during his post game press conference, <laughs> he said he was pissed off. He was like, "I thought we were going to get another go. Like, I didn't know we had ties." Uh, <laughs> he didn't think the game was over. No, he thought he was going to get to go back out there and win the game. Okay, and then they were like, "Game over," and he's like, "What?" And they're like, "It's a tie." Wow. I mean, that's pretty heart-crushing. Yeah. Soul-crushing, really, but... Okay. okay. Moving on. Yep. We've got the Saints and the Titans. Titans favored by three. Over-under, 43 and a half. Mm-hmm. I picked the Saints to upset. Mm-hmm. You picked the Titans to win. Mm-hmm. So you got the Titans winning. I got the Saints covering. We both had the under and the overhead. By one? One point. Half of Half point. point. Yep. That's about my... Um, I'm pretty happy with where I was on this game. Mm-hmm. The Saints should have won this game. Okay. The I, I honestly don't, don't know much about this game. The Saints blew this game, and the refs blew this game. Oh. The Saints had an interception, and it should have been an interception. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the refs decided to call a roughing the passer that if you want to look at it or listen to anyone who follows football, probably one of the worst penalties of all all year. This call? This call. So instead of an interception for the Saints, it was first down for the Titans. Titans go in and score. Oh, no. That gives them seven points. Yeah. They won by two. Damn. So big moment in the game. Mm-hmm. How far into the game was that call? Decently into it. Okay. It's, but it was one of those calls where you went, oh, this is going to change the game. Mm. Like this is a game changer. It just changes call. the dynamic. It of... changes the whole dynamic. Yeah. I think it put the Titans up by like 10 or 14. It put the Titans in a spot where it was like, Oh, the Saints have like major work to do. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they had all the momentum. Yeah, and then they gave it all back to the Titans. But the Saints also blew the game. They fumbled on a kickoff return, mm-hmm. gave the Titans like a 10-15 yard play t- touchdown. Fumbled it on like the fifteen yard line somewhere around there. Oh, no. So they only had to go fifteen yards to score. Okay. They missed two PATs. Do you know what a PAT is? I do not. So it's a point after touchdown. Oh, oh. When they kick the ball. Yes. It's the they field goal that's not a field two goal. Two of them? They missed two of them. No. Which is poor kicker. two points. Yeah. They and lost they lost by, by two. two. <gasps> Aww. So that makes really me bad. That makes me want to cry yeah, a little bit. Really bad. Yeah. But I'll give the Titans credit. They won. Yeah. And it was ugly. Ryan Tannehill is good. They can't really run the ball now that Derrick Henry's gone. But they're still winning. Their defense is playing really well. And, I mean, as long as they keep winning, then that's all they need to do. They're number one team in the AFC. The Titans are? Yeah. And they were only favored by three, or I guess by six, because they were the home team. 
That, that, how that would be a push. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. Zero yeah. on neutral yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, Okay. They're the number one team in the AFC, but they don't have their best player. He's out for the season. As of recent? La- the last two weeks are the first time okay. he hasn't been with them. Okay. And the Saints looked good. They had just come off beating the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And now they lose to the Titans. And... Or I guess they beat the Buccaneers two weeks ago, mm-hmm. lost the Falcons last week, lost the Titans. It's so crazy how like unpredictable this all is because the Falcons just lost miserably. So the Saints are one of those, they're super up and down. Yeah. Are the Falcons also, or are they usually pretty consistent? They're consistently bad. They're consistently bad. Yeah. Okay. But like the Saints beat the Packers, uh-huh. who are the number one team yeah. in the league yeah. right now. 38 to 3 week one. Wow. Okay. So, very they're very up and down. And then they went out the next week and got blown out. Okay. So, it's kind of all over the place with the Saints. Okay. But I, I still think the Saints are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll move on to our afternoon games. This might have actually been the shock of the week. I was going to say. This might have shocked me more. Than, than the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. It's close, though. I, I actually probably would still go Buccaneers because mm-hmm. Car- Carolina's a good team, at least. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. Arizona favored by 10.5, over under 44.5. It was 34 to 10. Yeah. And in all reality, it was 34 to 3. And why do you say that? Well, it was 34 to 3, and then it's called garbage time. There's like seven minutes left in the game. The game's over. You're not scoring 31 points in seven minutes. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they got all the bench players in. They put the, the Panthers in. Yeah. Okay. It's like in a basketball game. Yeah. You're getting blown out. You just put the subs in. Yeah. It was one of those, and then they went okay. down and scored. Yeah. So it was 34 to 10, which is a blowout, but it wasn't even that close. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't, I can, you know what? I can see it. The Panthers are good. Their defense is amazing. Uh huh. I just didn't think that not having Sam Darnold would be such a bonus for them. So they don't, the, the quarterback that had been starting for them the whole year, yeah. Sam Darnold, broke his scapula. He's done for the season. Okay. Even if he comes back, he's played terrible enough that they're not going to start it. Okay. Cam Newton, back in Carolina. He he was back. Two touchdowns, Mm -hmm. played like 10 plays. Mm -hmm. Um, He sparked that team. Mm -hmm. They wanted to win with him. Yeah. He's huge. I mean, he's the heart and soul of that team. It sucked that he left that team. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey being healthy again, Mm -hmm. very helpful. Arizona needs Kyler Murray back. Mm. Colt McCoy. Wait, where is Kyler Murray coming back? Or is he injured? He's injured. Does he have a estimated? He was supposed to be back last week. He was supposed to be back this week. Oh, We'll see if he's back. So he'll be back before the end of the year, but they need him back before that. Yeah. Colt McCoy played well against the 49ers, but I think that was more the 49ers just playing terribly. <laughs> last week? Last week. Okay. Very different games uh-huh. last week and this week. Um, but that, I mean, that was my biggest thing. The Panthers came more prepared than the 49ers. 
Wait, you could, then for last week. You look at the Arizona Cardinals last week yeah. versus this week. The difference was the teams they were playing. Oh, I see. They didn't play much different. Okay. The 49ers looked like crap. Uh-huh. They looked like they didn't want to tackle anyone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. They just kind of gave up on plays. They yeah. let guys run by them. Mm-hmm. Where the Panthers just came and attacked. Mm-hmm. And they were always aggressive. Mm-hmm. And they took it to the Cardinals. And it's a big win for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That kind of keeps them alive for the playoffs okay. in the okay. NFC. Okay. Um. Next up, we got the Vikings at Chargers. And we got most of this right. You got all of it right. Yeah. Um, Vikings 27, Chargers 20. We both had Vikings. We both had Vikings covering. You had the under, I had the over. The under hit. Um, And it was Chargers favored by three and a half going into the game. Mm -hmm. And they lost at home. Yeah. Chargers are in trouble, in my opinion. They like playoff trouble. Yeah, they started off the year really well. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of thought, "Hey, this is the next good team. Yeah. They're going to be really good this year. They got a young, young team, young head coach." But they have some major problems, and losing to the Vikings is a problem. Yeah, they don't run the ball. The Chargers, and conversely, the Vikings ran the ball. The Chargers' problem is they are the worst. The 32nd ranked run defense. Wow. So they're the worst run defense in the league. And they also don't run the ball on offense. Okay. So what happens is you don't run the ball on offense. Your offense is coming on and off the field more often. You're not taking up as much time. You don't let your defense rest. Yeah. Your defense also isn't very good. Yeah. So now they're not very good and... They don't have much time to rest because you're throwing the ball so much that it's either you're punting or you're scoring really Uh fast. They have really fast offensive drives. So their defense is on the field a lot. That's what I noticed. Every time I looked at the game, it was like Vikings running, running, running. Look at it like six minutes later, Vikings would score a touchdown or a field goal. Mm -hmm. And then I'd look at the Chargers. And within like a minute, they'd either be kicking a field goal, punting, or scoring a touchdown. Wow. And the defense was back on the field, just mm-hmm. like that. They had no time to rest. Okay. Um, Justin Jefferson, Vikings wide receiver, is he was a monster. He was unbelievable. He's their he's probably their best player on offense. Dalvin Cook's more important to them. He's mm-hmm. their running back. Okay. But Justin Jefferson's their best player. Okay. And Cook, who's usually very good, wasn't great, but he did what they needed him to do. He ran the ball good enough. The Vikings. Vikings running back. Okay. But the Chargers, I they need to throw deep more. Mm. And they need to run. If they're not gonna run. They need to run more. more. They need to run more. Yeah. Everything seems like they wanna throw between like five and fifteen yards. They Mm. don't wanna throw deep and they don't wanna run. Which makes it so that if you don't play perfectly, you're, you lose because yeah. you have very little room for error. Because if you're throwing deep, mm-hmm. if you hit one of two 50-yard passes, you get 50 yards. If you hit one of two five-yard passes, it's third and five. Right? So, in, you Do can Do the Chargers win. have the type of team that if they ran the ball, they could be successful? Yes. They have a really good running back. 
and they have really good wide receivers where if they can run the ball mm-hmm. and now you make the other team defend the run, mm-hmm. then you can throw it deep because yeah. they're worried about the run. Mm-hmm. You bring them up. I was going to say, does it make them more predictable? Like, obviously it, it makes does. them more, but it like, I feel like it just is it such a disadvantage. Yeah. It's way easier to If you to always know. Because you're not worried about them running and you're not worried about them throwing deep. Yeah. So you kind of go, hey, let's cover the middle of the field mm-hmm. everywhere, five to 20. And if we'll let them get the five yard gain. Because mm-hmm. one of those times they're going to drop it and then we're going to get the ball back. Okay. Because they drop one of those, and now they need to be perfect. Yeah. They miss one throw, it has to be perfect the next yeah. two. So they don't give themselves room for error, okay. which is like the thing that I worry about them on. Yeah. But now we go to my least favorite game of the week. Uh, Eagles at Broncos. Broncos favored by two, over under 45. I had the Broncos blowing out the Eagles. Broncos covering, and the over. And all three were wrong. <laughs> you had the Eagles beating the Broncos, the Eagles covering, and the over. So you got the over wrong. It was the under. Mm-hmm. It was 30 to 13 Eagles. Why was this your least favorite game of the week? Because I was really I was really confident in the Broncos. They looked really good last week. Uh-huh. And they looked atrocious this week. Well, it just goes to show that you can't depend on last week's team to be in a lot of these games. Like you it's can't true. depend on what they looked like last week to be indicative of how they're going to look this week or next week or the week after. It's what I'm coming to learn about football. This is very true. Fun stat. After this weekend. Like this past weekend or the yeah. week 11? This okay. weekend. Yeah. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so every team that failed to cover the spread the week prior that was playing a team that covered the spread. So we'll make it easy. So we look at like, let's just say, for instance, Eagles at Broncos. Mm-hmm. Broncos covered the spread last week. Mm-hmm. Eagles didn't. That means Eagles covered the spread this week. Broncos didn't. Yes. Every single team this year where one team didn't cover and the other team did, it flipped if they covered. For this week? Not this week. For the whole year. Since all 10 weeks. Oh. So every team that has covered, if they played a team that didn't cover, the team that didn't cover covered against that the next week. That's wait every single team every, every single, game every single game that that's been the case. So there's been games where like both teams covered going into the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other, but every game where it was, it was like flipped or where it's one or the other. Yeah. It wow. Flipped, that's which really is interesting. Super, super weird. I wonder if there's like. I'm sure there's no reason. I'm sure it's just. Uh, I'm in yeah. a statistics class right now, so I'm just thinking like, what are the odds? Like, what is the probability? Very low. Let's, yeah, let's, Very low. Let's run a statistical test. <laughs> I mean, this is ten weeks. There's like a hundred something games yeah. that have gone. On. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but I had nothing to say on this game. It bummed me out. That's all I had. Yeah, I I did not really watch this game, so I don't really have anything except okay. that. I am right and you're wrong. You were right. Okay. Seahawks at Packers. Packers favored by three and a half. Over under of 49 and a half. 
We both had the Packers winning. Both had Packers covering. You had the under. It hit the under. By a lot. Mm-hmm. I had the over. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the poor Seahawks. Seahawks sucked. Couldn't get on the board. They really were bad. The score at the end was Packers 17, Seahawks 0. Yes. So, that's just sad. The Seahawks are 3-6. and six. That's not good going into the playoffs. Or not, I guess not into the playoffs, but like as the season they have, uh, They've never had a, a losing season with Russell Wilson. Ten years. He's Ten been on years. the Seahawks ten years? Yeah. Most quarterbacks don't change teams. No, but Pretty that's weird. like I feel like that's a long time to play a sport. I guess not. Tom Brady's in his twenty. Well, yeah, okay. Year. Tom Brady is like a Russ, freak of nature. Aaron Rodgers is in his seventeenth year. Really? Yeah. I always think that he's a baseball player for some reason. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Russell Wilson is. No, like I, th- I think he's a different person. Oh. Like who played baseball? Russell Wilson does play baseball. He he's does. on the Yankees. Wait, I'm sorry. What? He, he, so he was uh, drafted in the MLB draft when he came out of college. He's a really good baseball Wait, player. Wait, he's currently playing two professional sports. He's not playing for the Yankees, but he's like they have the rights the to him. Yeah, he goes and plays spring ball with them. What? Yeah. And he's a quarterback on the Seahawks? Yeah, same with Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. He was the number six overall pick in the MLB draft. Oakland A's took him. What? He was supposed to be the face of the franchise. He was like supposed to be a generational talent and said no because he wanted to play football. Number one overall pick. Oh my god. First player ever to be selected in top ten picks for two for different two sports. sports. Well, that's insane. Yeah. Freak athletes. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes, baseball player too. Ba- played baseball in college. Seems like there's a... There is. Correlation. And a, a lot of it is you're... Th- you're throwing, uh, and it's you watch these like younger kids like Mahomes uh-huh. and Kyler, and even Russell Wilson to a degree. The arm angles that they can throw with—that's why you see like the side okay, on Mahomes. I was gonna say, it's I remember, I remember in the Super Bowl in 2020? Yes. That one throw where he was literally sideways like and he, this. yeah, and yeah. he threw like his arm was sideways. Yeah. Insane. So, so he throws like cross platform, uh-huh. he throws sidearm, and it's it's these angles that you throw a baseball at okay. that these not, all these quarterbacks are learning, hey, I can throw like that. Like I can throw like I throw a baseball and huh. I can like change angles and like throw balls that I couldn't throw. Throw a curveball. <laughs> Can't throw a curveball, but but you can like go like oh there's a guy right in front of me. Let me yeah. throw a sidearm ball next to him instead of like so not being able to throw the ball. Yeah. So you see a lot of these quarterbacks that are were baseball players and yeah. still are baseball players and are really Pretty good. Cool. But um, Russell Wilson first game back mm-hmm. off his broken finger, torn ligament, mm-hmm. looked really bad, but. I don't know if you expect much more from him. Um, Aaron Rodgers, back from COVID. He's a little bit off. Second week back? First week. Oh, this was his first week back? First game back from COVID. Okay. He looked okay. He made made some plays, but also was made a couple mistakes. But I think he played well. And uh, their running back, A.J. Dillon, 
he's a giant. He's a freak. Oh. He is... I, sh- I showed you him. He's the guy with the crazy oh, quads. Oh, yeah. Crazy quads. He is jacked. Okay. And he's, yeah. he's one of those guys where he's like... You watch him run and you go, oh, he got two yards. And then he got hit. And then you look at it and he goes, oh, I got hit two yards. I moved two yards, got hit by like three defenders. But then I just kept running and ran for five. Oh, which, te- which team is he on? He's the Packers. Okay. Which it's really good for them because mm-hmm. their starting running back got injured. Mm-hmm. Not huge. MCL strain. Yeah. One to two weeks, hopefully. Okay. Um but AJ Dillon was huge for them. He was, I think, he was the reason they won. Okay. All right, on to Sunday, Sunday night, night football. football. We both watched this. Yep. Raiders got destroyed. Destroyed. Yep. Chiefs were favored by three at the Raiders. Over under a fifty-one and a half. You got everything wrong. Yeah. You picked Raiders, Raiders cover under. I picked Raiders, Raiders cover, but over. So I got the over. Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. All that I... I mean, we watched the game. Yeah. All that I said was that the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs. Yeah. They looked like how they were supposed to look. I I was going to say, I feel like there's just... They looked much more like what I would expect them to look like. I Patrick guess. Mahomes looked like he remembered how to play football. Yeah. He's looked like he forgot what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs looked good and the Raiders looked terrible, which was surprising. I thought the I I could see the Chiefs winning, mm-hmm. but I definitely thought the it would be cl- a, a close game. game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I picked 36-30. I thought it'd be high scoring, but close. Yeah. Give them a touchdown difference. Mm-hmm. Not 41-14. Yeah. Especially at at home for the Raiders. Yeah, especially in Las Vegas. Yeah. That's a bad loss for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Monday night football. The game that I couldn't be happier that I was wrong. About. Yeah. Very happy that I'm wrong. I'd like to say that maybe the 49ers listen to this podcast. I mean, got a little. We bit have motivated. a whole seven followers on Instagram seven. at this point, so probably, probably they saw us they, in their in their suggested followers. They probably heard that I was talking crap. Mad, on them, yeah. And they were probably like, "We gotta shut this kid up and <laughs> put him in his place." They think. <laughs> Thank you. Self-proclaimed fan who can you can you enlighten us on why you bet against your your die-hard favorite team? I don't bet on the 49ers. I never will yeah. and I never have. And why is uh, that? Because I think I'll jinx them. Some superstition. I'm very superstitious. I I do certain things for every sports team <laughs> I follow whenever their games are on. It's a little bit harder now that I have like a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to do all this stuff, but but when I was What what was your thing with the 49ers? Um, do, if you don't mind sharing. The, the 49ers wasn't a special one. I just had a jersey I'd wear every game. But, okay. but it's become a little harder that most Sundays I'm at work. Yeah. Can't really can't be wear sporting my, your Yeah. Um, but but every game's different. Um every team's different, but I, I don't bet on the 49ers. Very superstitious. I would rather I would rather bet money on the other team and lose money but have my team win. 
that's, that's so bad. That's how much. I mean, it makes. That's how it, big of a fan I am yeah. of that. I would rather lose money. Yeah. Than, than jinx then, that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but so let's talk about the game. 49ers, 31, Rams, 10. Yeah. You got it all right. Whoop, whoop. I picked the Rams to win, Rams to cover, and the under. I got the under right. Um, I I honestly thought the Rams were going to win that. As much as, much as I don't like no, to bet yeah. on the 49ers, I did think the Rams would win. Yeah. I feel like they are just the better team. They are the better team. But... Like I said last week, I couldn't get myself to bet against the Niners. This is what I'll say. 49ers have the better coach. Mm. Five in a row. That's tough to do. You play twice a year. That means yeah. the, the Rams have not beat the 49ers since uh, since Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo, when he tore his ACL in 2019, that mm. was the last year the Rams beat the 49ers well wasn't this like the first time that the Niners had won in Santa Clara in like 393 days yeah but, oh, so part of that's a little deceiving because last of year because of COVID yeah. we played seven games in Arizona yeah we didn't have any yeah. home games yeah so I think we won a couple of those games that were like quote home games yeah. but we played them in Arizona yeah but yes, we hadn't won in Santa Clara in 393 days. We were 0-8, last eight games, 0-4 mm-hmm. this year. Big win. It just dominated start to finish. Yeah. Interception on like the third play of the game. And then just slowly just ran the ball mm-hmm. over and over and over. Uh, pick six that wasn't Matt Stafford's fault. Gerald Everett's fault, totally. Um, I think it was Gerald Everett, whoever their tight end is. Um, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Oh, um, I remember that name. Higby. He, he dropped the ball. I don't even know how it happened. I was watching it and I went, oh, like he's going to get tackled. Like 49ers have a guy right on him. And he like dropped it into the 49ers players' hands. <laughs> like he it hit him in the hands and he like hot potatoed it to the 49ers. I have no idea. I've watched the replay like 10 times. I still don't understand how it happened. Uh-huh. But pick six, 49ers are up 14-0 within first like two possessions of the game. And that was it. It was over. Yeah. Once Rams, you get that kind of yeah. momentum going. Rams brought it back and it was 14-7. But then the 49ers just went back down and it was 21-7. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, just kind of... Nothing to play for. The Rams were off. They dropped a lot of passes. But Kyle Shanahan knows how to play McVay. And the 49ers match up against the Rams. I think that's something that people forget a lot is that pure talent doesn't always matter. The Rams are more talented than the 49ers 100%. But the 49ers match up with the Rams really well. The Rams do not want to play teams that run the ball. They want to play teams that pass. They want to intercept you. They've got really good corners and they have really good pass rushers. So they want you dropping back and passing because they want their guys to be able to sack you, strip sacks, pick sixes. They don't want the game to be really slow and drawn out where you just run the ball. The 49ers are probably the best team at doing that. 
And I, you could see it visibly frustrated the Rams defense because you could see even when they stopped us, they were pissed off because they were like, we stopped them, but we kind of got lucky. Like they dropped a pass or we barely tackled him and it was fourth and one and they're going to punt. But they never, their defense never looked like they were like, oh, their defense is going to shut down the 49ers offense. 49ers just looked like they could do whatever they wanted. And the Rams offense looked like it couldn't do anything. Yeah. I even when it was close. Yeah. Even when it was like 14-7, it didn't feel like it was a seven-point game. No. I feel like from the start, I just the energy of the game, I could tell that it was going to be a 49ers yeah. game. Yeah. Just the way they tackled. Yeah. They just they were quicker to every ball. Mm-hmm. But it was it was an awesome win. It was a, I'm very glad I got to watch that game. One of the few, maybe the first 49ers game I got to watch this year. Like fully through? Fully through. Probably the first 49ers game I've watched more than like five minutes of live. Wow. And it was a good good game for the Niners. Yeah. Or I guess I watched the Cardinals game last week, but I left because it was so terrible. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we will be back with our week 11 bets. Um, It'll probably come out on Thursday evening, maybe Friday morning. And we'll see. I'm going to try to catch up with Sam. I got a, she's a couple games ahead of me, two games ahead of me. So we're going to try to flip that around and uh, pull it back. Good luck. But we will see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening. This has been I Pledge Allegiance to Red Zone, episode three.